on my time, I can reclaim it. Reclaiming my time. The solution is with women. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. I say jump back, honey, jump back. You got to decide. Do you want to be Nat Turner or Ike Turner? You do not get to be both. Hello, I'm Aisha. And I'm Uchachi. And welcome to Inside the Pink, a deep dive into the pink folds of the woman. How are you today? I'm good. How are you today? I'm I'm excited for this topic. This is a great this is a great topic that came about at a random text conversation between you and I. See, that's the thing with this, me and Aisha, like all of our stuff come through. Like we'll be talking and then we'll be like Boom, idea. Synergy. What do you think about this? And I was like, girl, I was just about to text you the same thing. Yes. And when we tell you what it is, y'all are going to be like, yes. So, like, what's your favorite shoe? <laughs> A stiletto. Yes. <laughs> we talk about stilettos, guys and girls. It's going to be good. When you think of a stiletto, what do you think Sex. of? Yes. And Louboutins. I mean, yes, the red, the red, it's red literally, it's, it's, it's literally an advertisement for sex. It's sex on a foot. It is. It is. It absolutely <laughs> I think is. about that episode of Martin where uh, he wants Gina to buy the red pumps. And at the end, she surprises him. She's like, I got those red pumps. I think of that. Um, I also think about undergrad. Okay. Let me just tell you, in undergrad, my my first pair of stilettos, I have two pairs, one were red, one were black. When I was 17 years old, bought them. I remember them like yesterday, bought them at Nordstrom, fell in love with stilettos. And when I was in college, I wore stilettos every day. I choreographed, I choreographed the whiz freshman year every rehearsal i led in a pair of stilettos the one day i came in some jazz shoes i fell and twisted my ankle (gasps) (laughs) and i thought about this memory because i i was so scared in college i was so worried that i was yale's admission mistake (laughs) and so i think chomping around in 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 those high heels every day gave me just a little bit of confidence mm-hmm. that I needed to be like, ah, I could do this. Right. I'm fierce. And that was the era of Beyonce when she first came out with that crazy in love too. Yes. I too walked the campuses of Rutgers in heels. Um it was and people used to look at me because Rutgers is very laid back. Very laid back. Yes. And um but I would go to class in like dress to the nines. Together. Oh, my goodness. And when I look back at that, I was like, what was I doing? But, you know, I would go to class in three, four-inch heels. I would, like, you know, walk the campus with them. I would go to, like, you know, BSU and Twese, which was our African association. Mm -hmm. And I'd go in heels i mean pumps for days yes and but also it was a look back then it was and you know what's crazy is that a lot of the guys who were interested in me always said the reason that they wanted to talk to me was because of my walk Wow. Which came from the heels. That walk. He was they hitting said, with the boom, boom, cat. Oh, apparently. Okay, so I'm a heavy, like, when I say I'm a heavy walker, yes. like, I walk like I'm beating up the ground. And yes. then you put me in heels and I do that. And you're boom. like, what is happening? It does change your walk. But it literally, I mean, we, we're we going to get into it later, but it does literally change your walk. But also, I just think the percussion, I love the percussion of a heel. The fact that before I enter the room, people used to you say, hear, I, I, I hear that. Yeah, Aisha, I hear you that's coming. you. I hear you coming. Everybody has a different gait, a different boom, boom, boom when I enter the room. It's like the anticipation that a stiletto creates. I walk so heavy that I've destroyed a couple of stilettos. I've broken the heel. 
like clearly off like snap clear off oh girl you was walking like because i'm like i'm telling you like i'm a heavy walker (laughs) and i'm pounding on my shoes and i'm and i used to work in the city and i would Mm -hmm. wear i would wear my i would wear heels because i felt like new york was like if there's ever a place i was gonna wear heels to work it would be in new york yes and i broke a couple of shoes because i mean like not only am i walking hard and heels i'm walking on this pavement like this concrete Concrete and destroyed several shoes that way but you know what? It's worth it. It is. It's worth it. I love a heel. I yes. I mean, I've calmed down a lot because of, you know, age. But <laughs> it, it, it really is true. If you see me wearing a heel now, know that I'm trying to be cute. Just go ahead and compliment me because I worked for you. I mean, I still wear heels, but they're like thicker. But if you see me in the actual stiletto, like the, my boot right now is four inches, but it's a thicker block it's a, heel. It's a block heel. That's a difference. But that's if you a cheat see code. me in a... <laughs> that's a cheat code. Yes, yeah, the cheat code. If you want to be fly yes. in a heel, get, get yourself a block shoe. Get the block heel. I could run down the street in these bad boys but if you see me in a stiletto i worked i put effort i'm trying to be cute it's a three-hour maximum oh my god I, but i but don't you just love a stiletto i love the walk but you know what i take that back because i actually dance salsa in, in four inch stiletto all my salsa shoes are four inch stilettos mm-hmm. and it's kind of like when you experience salsa, you have to have the shoe because the shoe is part of what creates mm-hmm. the fluidity the gait the movement the sex appeal it's like uh, it's, it's just, just like, it's a, it's a just great experience for men and women for men and for women and then for men looking it's at just, the women I love them I just yes. bought a pair and um, I actually took photos with them uh, if you are on my, if you follow me on Instagram, uh-huh. there is a photo of me in the middle of the street in front of the, oh, the black and gold one. Yes, and I, I silently admire those. I was like, those are fierce. And I think the reason that picture was looks the way it looks it is because look. it's stilettos. It was a look. It, it, the black dress didn't hurt, but it was a but look. The, <laughs> the shoes, man, like they yes. are. They gave me life. Yes. So take us into the definition. So a stiletto. Is a short dagger with a tapering blade. Yes. Which I, I'm sure you guys didn't see coming, but that's where the name came from. The definition that we all know, it's a woman's shoe with a thin, high tapering heel mm-hmm. named after the dagger. Yes. I love it. And it's it's, it's so evocative of the power of a stiletto. Because, you know, sometimes people compare it to like foot binding and it's like it's not quite the same because, yes, both are torturing your foot. Like literally your joints and, and ligaments are re- being rearranged in anything higher than two inches. But a stiletto literally puts you above everyone else. It literally gives you height. You're walking in it. It changes your walk. And I think there's certain confidence. It does. That a stiletto and sense of power that a stiletto gives you that I can't really compare it to like torture. I mean, Christian, even if it is. <laughs> I mean, we'll get into it later, but like yeah. when we talk about like the workforce, but mm-hmm. like for a lot of women being forced into it is where the torture comes from. But mm. like Christian Louboutin talked about how like he started his shoe career because he saw a sign from Africa that forbid women who were wearing stilettos to enter the room because or into the building because they're going to destroy the floor. And he said that was the moment that he was inspired to start working on the stilettos that he sells now. That is so fascinating. Yeah. Why are we always giving women a hard time? Because stilettos used to be made from steel, and it would oh. destroy a floor. That be, that's how I didn't know that they started using reinforced plastic. But when it when the heel first came out, it was steel that was used, and Oof. from that's because of World War Two. World War Two exposed new material, s- new material, and yeah. they realized that oh, this is a great way to make the heel that we've always wanted. Yes, and so steel. That's- 
Fantastic. So the, the stiletto has a very long history. And actually, I think we don't know exactly who was the first person to really do a heel. It was inevitably a man. Mm-hmm. But why don't we take this time to go through the history? How do we get to what we have today? So it's a little disputed as to where the heel wearing originated mm-hmm. because stilettos didn't come into fruition until about, uh, you know, after World War II. Mm-hmm. But heels were worn by Egyptian butchers, and they wore platforms to avoid getting blood on them while working. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the first instances of people wearing heels. Then we also know that both men and women wore heels. Yeah. So when we when they try to create a history of of the heel, one of the they say really the first form of the stiletto as we know it happened in the 1600s in mm-hmm. uh, Venice with the courtesans and and they were using sort of these elevated shoes to elevate themselves to accentuate their gait mm-hmm. sort of to advertise their erotic capital if you will and I think it's fascinating though because you can't really it's tempting to say a courtesan was like a sex worker in some ways they were but in many ways they were not they mm-hmm. were like a combination of a kept woman and a celebrity Mm. these were like the only women with sexual agency these were the only women who were not kind of like oppressed into the confines of what marriage was then these were the women who were holding literary salons these were women who were patrons of the arts and Mm. patrons of philosophy so veronica franco courtesan celebrated writer celebrated thinker and so it's so fascinating that this is where the stiletto sort of takes form because it's sort of as an act of power i mean these women were beguiling because they knew that their men had a weakness for the visual and they literally used that stiletto to elevate themselves above other women and to sort of command that power and to mm-hmm. command that presence and in, in a certain to a certain extent we're still using the shoes to do the same thing today and um even madame uh madame de pompadour who was arguably the most successful mistress of all times um, she was a mistress i think it was king louis the 15 um she had a special heel that was made for her very hard to walk in and i think that's what made it so sexy the fact that this woman was on this high intricate curved heel hard to walk in kind of almost i think it's a combination of wow look at that gate but also if she falls that's almost a sex appeal too. the idea that this woman possibly she could fall. Yeah. I think that that danger in the stiletto is something that actually is like low key arousing that. And then it also kind of spoke to, I think, up until the 18th century. Mm-hmm. As I said, both men and women wore heels. Yeah. Men wearing heels is, can be traced back to not only Egyptian butchers, but also to Persian cavalry riders mm-hmm. uh, where they wore heels in order to fit into their stirrups during war which is where we get the modern cowboy boots from. The idea of falling Mm -hmm. and heels being so high, up until the 18th century, it was a status for both men and women that if you, the higher you heel, the less likely that you have to walk because that means that you don't have to work. It wasn't until after that, we reached into, I think, the age of enlightenment that men decided that heels were no longer practical for the male species. And so then it became sort of this... It became 
a woman's shoe, a frivolous, yes, a frivolous shoe. thing. That's actually the word that popped in my head. I want before we get into the modern era, I want to say though that it was uh, Madame de Pompadour. She was a mistress to Louis the Fifteenth, but Louis the Fourteenth not only wore heels, but he also he wore red bottoms. Red heels, yes. So, <laughs> so the red bottom thing actually started with Louis the Fourteenth doing the most. <laughs> the, yes, and nobody could wear it. I think it was created yep. with like a type of leather and stuff like that, yes, and nobody else was, could recreate it. So then, it's, it's literally a status symbol, just like it is. Right. It's where well healed comes from. Mm, that's such a yes. It's where well healed come from. The, yes. the the term well healed comes from this era where having heels meant that you were of a particular status. Yes, you certainly weren't walking far. Because you, you wouldn't <laughs> you you were sitting Yes. So now we travel to the Americas. We have just finished World War Two. Yep. And <laughs> while we're saying stilettos, essentially the idea of a heel that was long and skinny and tapered was kind of impossible to make because mm. we didn't have the materials for it. Like mm-hmm. I said, it wasn't until we had steel. It was They would try to use wood. They would try to use so many different things, but then the shoes would come back to the shoemaker splintered. And so, you know, erotic writers decided to create it in fantasy. The stiletto literally came, like the actual shape actually came out of uh, erotic, erotic writings and pictures because that was the only place they could actually create these long skinny heels and have women on them so it literally comes from the imagination it, from the imagination and then finally after world war ii because we now have steel mm-hmm. uh shoe designer from dior roger vivier is credited to have brought the shoe back into style in 1954 and he called it the needle there's also another um, shoe designer andrew pigulia mm-hmm. who was also accredited for this and so it's kind of disputed as to like who did what but the, the consensus is that during that time the he the stiletto heel was birthed and became a staple for celebrities it still wasn't yes. quite a thing for the working woman like the yes. average woman and it was uh, it was really a statement because during the 40s women a lot of women went to work because mm-hmm. men were uh, brought at war and so when men came back home when the American economy incredibly picked up mm-hmm. because the the war was almost like one hell of a stimulant for the American economy mm-hmm. we had all these new materials and also it was the introduction of sort of advertising culture as we know it in this idea of disposable income buying things you don't actually need that all happens after world the war suburbs II. Created. the suburbs and you have this massive cultural shift but with that cultural shift comes this emphasis re-emphasis on domesticity basically we were telling women go back home and be beautiful mm-hmm. and be dainty and be all these things you define femininity as and so the rise in popularity of this shoe in particular in the 1950s and I think of the movie Niagara was a famous scene with the Marilyn Monroe in this tight pink dress and the director just wanted to, just had her walk away for like an insanely long amount of time just to fetishize you know her her gait and the sh- the wiggle in the shoe. So you know, you her know. wiggle was caused by shaving off half an inch off one heel. Yes, and it was it was contri- it was very contrived. Her voice was contrived. Marilyn Monroe was contrived. She was she was a creation. She was the first IG girl. Yeah, and she was she 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 actually really was. And and the thing about it though that I respect is that she knew it. And she capitalized mm, on she it. She kept absolutely. And she worked. She worked for that. Um, but yeah, Norma the wiggle Jean and. Became- 
Marilyn Monroe. Um, all of them did. Lucille Lasore became uh, Joan Crawford. I mean, exactly. they all created themselves. Created themselves. But she did help uh, create that fascination with the stiletto. But in the 50s, it's so interesting that it, that's when it really rose to popularity because it was like, if you're wearing a stiletto, your job is to be sexy and beautiful. You certainly are not hitting the pavement uh, working in anybody's assembly line or you know, or whatever you, <laughs> you, you are doing. It was at home yeah. making... Yeah, being sexy. Making... And domestic. These home dinners that were becoming a thing yes but then they lost popularity in the 60s because of the shift vietnam their culture yes culture like a big cultural shift and it wasn't until the seven like late 70s that manolo blahnik brought them back again though in the 60s they they lost popularity because of this cultural youth shift but they existed in porn yes (laughs) they were really big in porn so the stiletto has never left porn has never left the sex industry it has always stuck around but as far as like being for the average woman it really didn't really get like for us like for like the average woman to go into the store and pick them up and it'd be affordable Mm -hmm. until about like really the late 80s early 90s yeah yeah, and I think a lot of that is also because in the 80s and 90s, it became this emphasis. Obviously, the economy was changing. Materials yep. were changing, mm-hmm. changing access, department stores, things like that. But there's this emphasis on uh, power dressing. Yes. And this, this, this new woman came into the public consciousness, and she was a woman who was educated and who was uh, working. And so she wanted to be sexy, but also, well, not say sexy, she wanted to be attractive, but also taken seriously. Mm-hmm. This is the era of the Donna Karen and Giorgio Armani and all these in Cal- Calvin Klein oh, yep. um, came into being. Terry Mugler and they made these strong shapes that still emphasized the shoulders, emphasized the small waist, but strong power suits. And the stiletto was a really big aspect of that power dressing look. And I think of my one of my favorite movies is Boomerang. Mm. When you first meet Jacqueline Breuer and the camera starts on her shoes, starts on her her suede stilettos and goes all, all the way up, up her legs her wardrobe guys if you've never seen boomerang uh starring eddie murphy holly berry and robin Givens, see it art of seduction 101 but beyond that uh jacqueline broyer played by robin Givens, her her wardrobe is out of this world but it was that power dressing and it was a means of being sexy powerful and upperly mobile and I think that brings us into our current era mm-hmm. um, it, and what the stiletto means for the workforce mm-hmm. and for the working woman and how that affects uh, socioeconomic status. Because the stiletto is just more than a shoe. It's a, it's a political statement. It's a lot. Of, it's a social statement. It's a social statement. There's a lot of things that go into it. Like for one, um, your heel height actually indicates your socioeconomic status. Um, if you, There's been studies that show if you... Move into an area that has a is a higher socioeconomic status zip code. You're more likely to change your heel height to match the one in the area. So, and they tend to have higher ones, so you're going to go higher. But if you move into if you move into a poorer socioeconomic status zip code, you're not going to change your uh, heel height. You're going to keep it, and you're going to keep mm-hmm. your individuality because everybody wants to be rich. Nobody wants to be poor. Yeah, it's and, so interesting. I do. I wonder when that study was done because now that the internet and the the way that it's taken the price of shoes down. <laughs> I think it's definitely been, I think it's, well, even so, because it's, it's not even just about like having the shoe. Yeah. It's also about like whether you can wear them to work. That's a good point. Very um, good point. And that's yeah. usually always been, like I said earlier, um, heels were a status symbol and they also meant freedom. Even as you go into post-slavery, you have 
black women who cannot wear these shoes or because they can't afford them, but then they're also working as housekeepers and mm-hmm. uh, sharecroppers. So they don't even have the time or the space to wear them in the first place. Yeah. Um, it's not until we get into this era of uh, hypersexuality, particularly for black women, mm-hmm. where they can actually wear the only time that we tend to see them not until we get into the 80s that we only see black women wear heels is in the porn industry and the sex industry Mm, that's so fascinating yeah it's so crazy how like it's a shoe that has has a great it's a fun shoe but then also has like a dark side it has a dark side and i don't think there's any cultural object that so signifies sex and social mobility like the stiletto yeah it's literally we've talked about it's 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 actually immaculate engineering what it takes to engineer a stiletto we actually take for granted and the with the materials and the actual Absolutely. design to make it possible but it is sex on a foot the toe cleavage the way it's cut it is erotic when you look at um dancers mm-hmm. burlesque dancers uh if you go to the crazy horse in paris uh if you go look at a stripper the shoes never come off. Mm-mm. Everything else can come off. I'm burlesque, obviously. Everything, you know, the g-string and the the tassel sting on, but everything else can, but can come off. But once never. the shoe comes off, you're no longer performing. You're just a woman that has no clothes on. It's so erotic. And then also there's that connection. And I, I was telling you, I, I was bring. I think of Cinderella and I think of Stiletto. Because Cinderella was able to fit that shoe, she was able to simultaneously find love and access to a oh, brand new socioeconomic yeah. status. And in many ways, you know, we don't just want... I say Louboutin. Is it really Louboutin? I think it's like Louboutin. Guys, I, I'm going to say Louboutin. Don't talk about me if I'm wrong. Lou, That's what uh, I've been saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh, Red bottom, okay? The, the, bloody, the bloody shoes. Yes. We, we all know what it is. But when a woman <laughs> wears it, it says, I've arrived. There's so many women that as soon as they can afford it, as soon as they you That's know, the get there, that, that's the first thing they do because it's to them, it's if you feel powerful. There's nothing like wearing a sexy amazing shoe you do it literally does give you more confidence but it says to everybody else not only am i sexy and powerful and i'm going to show you but i've literally arrived it literally is the vehicle for your social mobility yeah and there's that scene in like devil wears prada where um poor little anne hathaway is just you know dressing in her bargain basement clothes and she has like the doc martens <laughs> on or something doc like martens Same thing the- even oh my god i'm just thinking about like uh i'm thinking about like um the princess diaries she, yes. same, she has the same experience where they like throw those away and here, here and are the real he shoes places those black <laughs> i think like dolce gabbana but they're stilettos and like wear these and she's like no no i don't need those and then she's like and it's the beginning to her transformation mm-hmm. is slipping on those shoes her boyfriend was trash her boyfriend really was trash and i'm so happy that somebody said that because everybody I'm just else thinking was about like, it, like i don't care trash. if he made good grilled cheese sandwiches or whatever like he was not supportive in the way like i understand that, like i mean she's he's like you're not the same person no i'm actually making three times as much <laughs> and so was her friend her friend was very annoying i hate to say it was the black friend but she was very annoying she <laughs> she, she was always making her feel guilty and for, i think but i i mean like i understand we understand it's a movie and yeah, that's the what Devil War Prada is. The whole point is like how she's losing herself to this job. Yes. But at the same time, you're thinking if you think about it like terms of reality, like your friend is she was like, doing well. She was doing well. And like yes. her her friend and her partner is supposed to bolster that. I mean, they're supposed to reel her in and be like, girl, you're like you're losing touch with the reality. But at the same time, they're supposed to be like, Okay, how can we make sure that you keep this job? Yes. 
because it makes money and you get great clothes. Yes. And give them to me. Yeah. And uh, how can you be, you know, how, how can you not be uh, Miranda Price? Like, how can you not turn into her? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. How can we can keep you, you like level, but at the same time support your aspiration? Yeah. What, this is what you want. But yeah. But nonetheless, I remember that scene really distinctly in that movie. And it's literally like if you have to go back and find the turning point, the turning point would literally be when she, she puts on a pair of stilettos. And I think that's um, I think that's something that happens with a lot of people mm-hmm. because stilettos change how you are approached in society. Mm-hmm. There was a French university mm-hmm. that in 2014 that did a study um, the study was part was published in archives of sexual behavior and it's sh- the study showed that men treat women differently depending on heel height and they're mm-hmm. likely to find them more attractive the higher the heel mm-hmm. I mean significantly more attractive even if they saw a picture and they didn't see the shoes but they saw a woman in heels mm-hmm. they took pictures of women without wearing not wearing heels mm-hmm. took pictures of women uh, with heels and they would almost 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 always choose the woman in heels without seeing their feet it well it not only lengthens your leg but forces you to arch your back and protrude your booty and drop your abdomen and and walk in a way that is granted you can keep your balance because there's few things um as wretched as a woman that cannot walk in her heels it is literally the walk of shame shout out to (laughs) annalise keating from (laughs) how to get away with murder like it's because her walk is iconic not because it's good (laughs) but but if you can walk it's very alluring and it changes your whole body shape it does it it makes your muscles look more toned um so the (laughs) this is weird but the actual curvature the curvature of the back that it's like a 45 degree mm-hmm. angle that is like it's that's perfect anything worth anything higher or lower is unattractive but the that 45 or the more you get to that angle yes is the it's like that sweet spot of attraction oh interesting uh, mm-hmm. and is the stiletto and the stiletto does that's where the stiletto that's the stiletto oh does. you hit that sweet spot mm-hmm. yeah and then if you know and if you know how to work it but like you said with social mobility it's it's not the most comfortable shoe so obviously if you were walking down the street in a stiletto not only does it indicate that you've clearly got more shoes at home this is not your everyday shoe so mm-hmm. you've got some money um but wherever you're going you're not gonna be standing on your feet all day and, and to, that is the gag that's the guy and also when you get older, if you're still wearing stilettos, you probably have the money to, you know, do what you need to do to your feet so that you continue to wear them. Because that takes a lot of times injections and people literally have to get things done to their feet to continue to wear stilettos into older age. There was a, a story I was reading about a woman who was a podiatrist mm-hmm. who treated women who had feet destroyed mm. by heels, but... She was about 80 years old and she was, she herself had destroyed feet, but would not give up the heels. And she was a podiatrist. I don't blame her. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I I was just like, I have come to the point in my life because the thing is, is that stilettos are a, it's an, it's an icon of femininity. Yes. And as someone who was chasing femininity for so long in my life one of the reasons that i forced myself i would wear heels i mean i love them but mm-hmm. i would wear them even when i didn't want to because i wanted to make it clear that i was a feminine woman mm-hmm. and as i'm looking back i just realized how problematic it was that that is such a signifier of our femininity why do you think so um because it literally like if you don't wear heels there's always that question like so you don't wear heels like you are you're so? not oh for a lot of women they find it because there's a lot of women who don't wear who don't want to wear heels you know i think stilettos are very it's it's an aggressive 
uh, almost an aggressive sexuality. It's you know the shoe is sexy and you do not mind wearing it, but you're not wearing it for someone else. You're wearing it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I mean, you could be cute and feminine in flats per se, but I almost think heels are more sexy. They are because the, the stiletto is has is a hish. It's it's from sex. You cannot separate it from it's, sex. It's always sex. Um, that's why there's issues of it in the workforce. Yes, um, but th- at the same time, like even in the emojis which is like a it's like a weird story mm-hmm. but um even the emojis there was only a stiletto heel like there was only a heeled shoe for that's women that's interesting that's a good point yeah. and then yeah. recently yeah. a woman that's true a woman wrote to apple and was just like hey or not apple but the emoji company was like hey like not everybody wears you know a- what? i haven't thought about that's very true a pump literally is this universal you're right yeah you're and so right. that the reason that that's we true. have a flat now is because a woman wrote in and was like hey not everybody wears heels that's a good point. not every woman wears a heel and they can and we connected so much of femininity that when we see women who don't wear heels we kind of question we question their femininity we decrease it we kind of like make up our own decisions in our head about who they are Mm -hmm. um that's fascinating which is why like even in that study when they about the women who were treated differently Mm -hmm. women who were dressed the same as them but in flats it was like a 37 to 60 percent difference of how they would be treated depending on what they're on the heel size wow um and that signifies how we've really attached who what a woman looks like what a woman's supposed to look like mm-hmm. really to a heel to what we have but at the same time you know the the power the, the visual is so powerful it and, is, yeah. and it, it touches you on an emotional level that bypasses rationality and the sight of a woman in a stiletto is one part sex and one part intimidation I don't know why. I don't know if it's the shape of the heel. I'm trying. I'm really trying to figure that out. I'm looking at what it is it about an elongated leg. I mean, in ballet, the, we we so cherish an elongated leg. Leg. The woman literally stands on her toes. I don't know what it is, but there is something that literally it visually looks sexy and powerful when a woman is perched up four inches high. So apparently, that is probably due to evolution, um, mm-hmm. evolutionary. Um, instinct mm-hmm. a woman in heels tends to have the body shape of a healthy woman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so like we're more likely to be regardless of gender we're more likely and sexuality we're we, we're attracted more to healthier yes, people for, t- for t- signs of fertility yeah health, so yes. and bigger and so the with the lifting of your body from mm-hmm. the stiletto the longer legs means that you're i mean like now it doesn't matter but like you're able to run which is kind of ironic because you can't run in you know mm-hmm. in stilettos unless you are oh i can but no, no. <laughs> unless you're yes unless you are practiced yeah <laughs> like some of us who run. have hard ass yes. in heels but um <laughs> yeah like so it, it the elongation of your legs the mm-hmm. muscle tone the curvature the curvature of your back that that especially indicates that you are able to carry a pregnancy mm-hmm. um, which is why it's so attractive yes. um, so it's like it really comes from just like this primal instinct of like um, looking at you and considering which kind of this is kind of goes back to like how this can be seen as problematic because mm-hmm. the the basis of it is that how healthy which goes to how fertile you are yeah but you know the thing is that's a really good point but you almost can't even avoid 
when you, it's, it's a visual cue that you can't even avoid having that reaction mm. towards. It's almost like red lipstick. Like they say red lipstick is recession proof because number one, women put it on. They feel more confident. They feel, you know, feminine and beautiful, you know, all those things. And goes all the way. That goes all the way back to the ancient times. And men find it enticing. And it's kind of the same thing. Thing. I, I'm, I'm really always fascinated by the, the fact that in our society, we try to pretend that beauty is this really black or white thing. And if beauty is a creation, it is a form of genius. And I'm always fascinated by the way that women elevate themselves. And a lot of times we look at it as, as oh, well, they're just giving in to the beauty politics. But I actually think you're defying the beauty politics when you say this is this is what I am and I'm going to determine what role I'm going to play and I'm going to determine how I present myself to society um, and who I want to be and how I dazzle and, begu- and beguile myself. And no one has done that historically better than women, whether mm-hmm. it's in painting themselves, dazzling themselves. It's literally, rather than altering yourself, you're literally altaring yourself, you know, putting yourself on an altar. And I think of stilettos as that way, as, as, you know, I think back to those courtesans who said, you know, how can I elevate what I have? How can I? And yes, they were doing it to attract wealthy suitors, though they did have a choice of who they were with. But at the same time, it came from the same place of distinguishing themselves and elevating themselves. And it's the same thing that we all kind of want to do. I'm just really I'm always like I've always been excited by that aspect of femininity. That part is great. Mm-hmm. It's just not so great when workplaces force women right. to wear heels. Um, there's been this movement now. They call 2016 like the year that the stiletto became a political tool mm-hmm. because that was when a, uh, there was a, a restaurant where women in Canada had a picture of bloodied feet because of wearing heels all day. Mm. Um, and I've worked in the restaurant industry and mm-hmm. for a lot of like hostesses, they're expected to wear heels all day as opposed to men who mm-hmm. can wear flat hard bottoms. Yes. Um, where, I can't imagine that. Or like, you know, if you are working in like a reception area and they expect you to wear heels yes. a lot of corporate america office expect you to wear heels during the day and it's like we that's a good point and so like and there's always this discussion of you know and heels are powerful mm-hmm. when you choose to wear and that them. and that's what i was saying it's all about intention exactly. so it's not anything when you're forced to do it because then Absolutely. it becomes an issue of sexism in the workplace oh, because yes. if you are wearing heels and stilettos are connected to sex mm, absolutely how does that work in a workplace where everybody's looking for equity and equality yeah um and it also uh speaks to uh har- sexual harassment at the workplace and and then just like not just the lack of consideration of uh, what heels can do, constant use to a woman's body. If you know, yeah, they're not good for you. They're not. I mean, <laughs> we all not love them, above too, but, but they're like, actually really what they do to your foot is actually frightening. It's yeah. When you it, look at an X-ray, it's bad. Yeah, but, it's it's yeah, but it's, yeah, it's definitely. Um, it's definitely uh, we're we're in an era now where women are choosing the what to wear on their feet and yeah. it's i think we're the stiletto i is i love that it's connected to sex but mm-hmm. i don't want it to be seen as necessary yeah for a woman to be seen as a woman 
I I, I, t- yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. And I think there's so much gray area because there are women who have no choice but to work in uh, uh, an environment that was created by men and still dominated right. by men. And there are women who find it uncomfortable to have to wear a stiletto. And there are other women who find that they navigate easier by wearing a stiletto mm-hmm. and and everything in between. And I think it, we, we may never exactly figure it out. I think it's all about intention. It's literally wearing what you want to wear and the intention behind it and honestly more women designing shoes that too i mean maybe we can engineer i don't think this little is ever going to be comfortable or good for you but you know maybe this i know the louboutin is not is not he said he's never going to make them comfortable that that's they're not meant for walking and part and right Right. He and made that very clear. <laughs> very clear. And and part of the appeal I've always thought is the, the fact that they don't look comfortable and the fact that it looks like at any moment you're walking on this tiny little thing that you could fall. And I think that gives in a little bit to this rescue fantasy. Exactly. I think there's a part of that in, in its inherent eroticism as well. So... Want to do gratitude? Yes. What are we writing in the gratitude journal this week? Okay. Well, since we're talking about shoes... <laughs> I'm really grateful for my funky, uh, you know, four-inch boots. They are a black heel. They go with everything. They're leather. They make me feel funky and fly. You got a nice little zipper, a little something to entice. So I'll be grateful for those. (laughs) I am grateful for my stilettos. I don't wear them as much um, because it it makes it difficult. But I wore stiletto sandals to my cousin's wedding. I was a part of her wedding, and I wore them all day. And I was surprised at myself. I survived. Um, <laughs> I didn't take them off until the end of the night. Um, not even when you were dancing. Not even when I was oh, dancing. You get it. I yes. am a. I am a champion in, in heels. Yes. I choose to take them off, you know, from time to time. But I refuse to. Like I'm still of that like respectability politics where I'm not taking off my shoes on this dirty ass floor. <laughs> I'm gonna wear them. I wore them out. I'm gonna wear them all night, not taking them off. I'm very like anal about that. Yes. I'm, maybe a little bit of liquor sometimes will allow me to drop that, but like you know. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I love they were they're gorgeous heels. I'm also grateful for those, you know, Christian Louboutins that I'm going to get <laughs> for Christmas. I'm putting it out to the universe. Are you gonna ask somebody to get them for you or are you gonna get them yourself? They no, this is not a gift that I'm getting for myself. Okay. <laughs> oh well you got it already. This is so this is an affirmation that yes. those oh, my you, did you turn that affirmation into a, a certain request? Yes. Oh, okay, good. No, the, it this, is this, it's done. This <laughs> it's happening. This manifestation will occur. Yes. This this you know, my first pair of red bottoms will occur. Yes. If not before my thirty first birthday. Oh, they will. Let's not play these games. You got. <laughs> you got I love. I love how red bottoms have changed the game. Now everybody, when they take a picture, they got to flick their leg up so you can, so you can see. see the red it's always a state. See the Manolo Blahnik was it, but now in the age of Instagram, you got to have the Louboutin because you got to People got to know. I didn't like Manolo Manolo Blahnik because didn't. because the, I didn't care for the shape. I feel like yes, uh, Louboutins give options Louboutins it has a has has mastered the sexy shoe yeah. the shape of it is it's impossible to design a sexier shoe I did like a Manolo Blahnik back in the day but I, I, th- I, th- I think nobody does a shoe with the amount of sex appeal as Christian Louboutin I'm give him that that credit right he, right now he also used to work for Dior so it's interesting oh, how he, and who then that was per, that was where the stiletto kind of gave its rise yeah. to also Dior is credited with creating the new look which was the, in the 50s the mm-hmm. same the cinched waist and the big so Dior Dior is all on it's uh, always been on on dictating what femininity looks like of a cutting edge of fashion yes yes and femininity you know a man determining it 
Look at that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> These are all men. So this has been great. This has been great. Yes. Who would have thought oh, a show, a heel? We've got more, guys. We've, we've got all sorts of topics. Y'all just... Just sit tight. Wait. Sit tight. We're, yes. We have them all for you. So you can find us on Instagram at Inside the Pink Podcast. You can also email us with your thoughts, your comments, questions um, at Inside the Pink Podcast at gmail.com. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And we will talk to you next time. All right. Peace and love. Bye.